I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live in Allspace every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today we go where no one has gone before, into the Star Trek metaverse with the USS Valkyrie, a group that has developed a full galaxy of virtual worlds and fleet of ships inspired by the Star Trek universe. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that I have made contact with the USS Valkyrie and they will be beaming onto this stage right now. Please welcome Ambassador Wookiee Picard. There she is. And Commander Kulba. Yes, it worked. Got him. <laughs> we got them here. Congratulations, we did it. And guys, thank you so much for being here. Thanks thank for you being for aboard. Having us. Absolutely. Very interesting. Yes. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. We all get to geek out here and be uh, uh, Trekkies uh, for the evening. We've got our original USS Enterprise up in the sky. We've got Deep Space Nine. Do you guys want to explain what the other two ships are? Um, we've got the original Enterprise from um, Captain Kirk's show that started in, what, 1966? And we have the Enterprise D, which is famous for the next generation, which began in 1989. We have many, many, many years of Star Trek going on here. And what else do I have? <laughs> I think there's a Vulcan. No, no, there's a a, um, a Klingon bird of prey. Is there anything else? No, that's it. Deep Space that's Nine. It. Deep Space Nine's here. Deep Space Nine is here. Yes. From the show Deep Space Nine. That's the space station yeah. that was built by the Cardassians and taken over by, um, well, not taken over by, but Starfleet was stationed there. Everybody know, everybody here knows that. Mostly our crew. Right. As a familiar faces, we have a lot of people at your crew uniform. We've got uh, Carp, mm -hmm. and we've got Spurf, and we've got Vicky573, Beatrix, and someone else over here that I can't seem to get her name. It's uh, Lolo Nurse. Oh, Lolo Nurse, who was almost uh, going to be on this stage. Uh, she did it. She's uh, uh, going to be in the audience and hopefully uh, asking questions and talking from there. And I am an honorary member. Thank you so much uh, for, for indoctrinating me into the USS. I don't know what you call it. Yes, that's Not indoctrinating, but what do you call it? Well, just welcome to our crew. You have well, you completed your training at Starfleet Academy, so you have earned a place on our crew. I'd just like to say that our captain is not here. Captain June was supposed to come, and uh, she was exploring in the Covidia Nebula and got quite ill. So she is uh, going to miss this event. We'll have to show it to her later. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But she we're going to go to sick bay. She's been to sick bay. Lolo nurse has had her trapped in there. We had security on the door and everything to keep her from wandering around. Got it. So. Oh, wow. Well, I hope she gets better soon. It would have been nice to have her, but we're, we're very glad to have you guys. And we, mm -hmm. I see that you've, you are uh, being accompanied by hopefully these are guards and not enemies who are uh, capturing us here. We've got two Borg uh, on the oh, side of the stage. Pets. There are pet Borgs. 
captured them. Thank you. Yeah, the one that serves okay. donuts every Tuesday. Yeah. He's, he's my uh, donut. Perfect. Well, if anyone is listening to the podcast, you're missing out on these great visuals. So please go to our YouTube channel, Simulation Nation, and check out everything we've got on stage. These guys have uh, an amazing, um, just plethora of worlds and events and everything that we're about to get into. It's really impressive. Um, and I love the commitment you guys have to all of this and just the interactivity and the immersion. It's just so immersive. And that's why I'm so happy you brought some of your items with us, just to give a, a sense to our mm -hmm. audience of how immersive this experience actually is. And you guys have done painstaking work to make that happen. So thank you very much. We, we just love all our worlds and all of our stuff, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Did you want me to? I have some opening remarks. Oh, absolutely. That would be you, great. I, I also have controller drift. So if you see my avatar sliding, that's my problem. I might have to replace a battery. All right. Um, I have written my notes here because as my crew knows, I'm not good at spontaneously speaking in front of people. I get a little nervous. So I wrote this down. And first, I'd like to thank Johnny Android for inviting us to be on Simulation Nation and including the USS Valkyrie group in his exploration of the metaverse. I don't know if any other Starfleet groups are in the metaverse, and we are proud to be at least one of the first. Um, I would like to speak a little bit about the group's history in the virtual universe. I myself have been involved in Star Trek and VR since about 2005 in a virtual world called Second Life where I owned and ran the Star Trek Museum for over 14 years. I had the opportunity to meet many people, including the actors and crew from the shows and movies, real-life scientists, astronauts, and especially fans from all over the world who were devoted Star Trek fanatics, Trekkies and Trekkers. I never know the difference. Um, <laughs> my goal as was then as now to respect the ideals of Starfleet, the Vulcan philosophy of Idic, which is infinite diversity in infinite combinations, and to bring the Star Trek experience, including its scientific, cultural, political relevance into what is now known as the metaverse. I joined Altspace two years ago and I had the privilege of visiting Daisy Shaw's tours and I thought, gee, maybe I could build a Star Trek world or two. And that, as my group knows, turned into about 50. <laughs> some <laughs> of them I built myself and some was built by a wonderful builder in here named Warloga. Um, and so we met a lot of other loyal Star Trek fans in all space and evolved into our current Starfleet group. Since early 2021, we've had well over 200 members come and go. We have currently a roster of about 80 and usually 25 to 30 active group members at any given time. We feature Star Trek inspired planets, a Borg cube, a recruitment center, and a fleet of starships. We role play as a working crew, mostly on the Discord server and also, of course, in all space as much as possible, considering everybody has real lives and it is hard to get everyone together because we have people from all over the world. Um, it's a great group of people and we even have channels on Discord where we discuss our real lives. We've become actual friends. 
Um, at this point, I was going to let Captain June take over and discuss the inner workings of the group, but I think Poolba and I, and maybe even some of our um, crew in the audience can help with that. So I'd like to thank you again. Yeah. And I, I just, I've got a picture yeah. here of this a slide that I believe is from your original museum. Is that the yes. original? Yeah. I was in that Second was the Life. That was the museum in Second Life, yes. And uh, I miss it, but I was very happy to find this place and all these wonderful people, and I miss it a little less every day. Yeah, I'm hanging great. out here. Um, well, Kuba, do you want to talk about the a little bit of the inner workings? I will say before we move on to you that uh, just being involved in your Discord group and seeing your guys' uh, involvement, everyone's really active, and and you guys are really doing a lot of uh, activity in there. You're doing. A role playing and you have sort of rules for role playing within discord and then also your virtual events i mean it's really impressive what you guys are are doing off and the loyalty of the people in the group to be involved and active and and role playing is really impressive okay i'm are not loyal but she just but as the chief the of science on the Valkyrie, I mean, I have to abide by Starfleet rules, and there are many rules, proper channels of reporting, both up and down the line. And I also have to make sure, you know, that the science department is running smoothly. I have to give out the uh, assignments, follow up on them, and also work with other departments. It is a great opportunity to meet other people talk with them and work with them, building friendships, because I don't believe in this dichotomy of like real life and there's holodeck life. Whatever skills you learn is applicable wherever you are, because you are always real. So I love the opportunities I've had on the Valkyrie to be able to build my interpersonal skills and some world building skills. And yeah. uh, we found out that we actually live like, like what, 20 minutes, half an hour away from each other. And Lolo mm -hmm. Nurse, Commander Lolo Nurse also lives, she's my friend from real life. She lives nearby. And our uh, Captain Bruce has a has a home near us. Oh. Hey, Bruce. Wow. Yeah, so we're all planning to, I've actually had a couple of them over to my house already. And we're going to all get together at some point. We should probably get Starfleet uniforms for our little real world get together. It'd be funny. But yeah, Kuba right. is our chief of science. We have um, engineering, science, medical, ops, mm -hmm. uh, cetacean security, ops. cetacean ops, where we have our dolphin crew. Um, mm -hmm. And we do try to run it like it's a real starship with a real chain of command. Because it mm -hmm. makes everybody feel more like they're in a real Starfleet group. I think that's what most of the people who join, they want to role play. So mm -hmm. we're trying to do more of that all the time, especially here in Alt Space, which, like I said, that's hard because we're all in different time zones. But uh, the more people we get, the more of that we will be doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so let's get into some of the, the specifics then. I love that you've got so many elements of the Star Trek universe in here. So I thought we would start with uh, ships, which we've got around us. You already talked about those. The slide up here of what could only be a Borg ship. 
Um, and yeah, so I, I believe that's you there, uh, Ambassador Wookie Picard, in front of the Borg. And so, mm -hmm. do you know offhand how many different worlds, uh, uh, ship worlds you've created, interior well, and exterior? Yes, I've created the Star Trek worlds, I call them, and that's the planets like Vulcan and the Klingon homeworld, and Kuba created her home planet of Orion. So there are about 25 of those, if you count. We have the science fair world, we have the... Um, we use them for different things. So we have maybe 25 or 30 of those. Now, the ship was built by Warloga, who is a builder who uses Unity, which I don't know how to use. And we have, I think, 10 rooms on the ship. We have the bridge, engineering, uh, mess hall, uh, holodecks. Uh, where do we put the prisoners? What's that called? Brig. The brig. One of my favorite places. And Great. we have, um, we try to have events that feature all the departments, all of the different worlds. For example, medical, we have a sick bay and we've held some wonderful medical events in, the, in there and in some of our worlds, depending on how many people we're expecting. We've done, um, we've done real life medical events in our sick bay. Uh, Commander Lolo Nurse has held a vaccine clinic where we pretended it was about Star, Star Trek style you know, illnesses, but we actually gave real information out about COVID because she's a real nurse. And then we have um, like Smurf is our chief engineer and he's just a brilliant builder and has created some wonderful things for the whole ship for everybody to use. Um, can't imagine what we, I mean, everybody, everybody participates and, and has something to offer to the group. Absolutely. So yeah, as and if anyone uh, had anything they wanted to add, please use the raise hand option and we'd love to hear from you. Sky buys it or Nikki or uh, uh, Spurf or Lola Nurse, anybody out there, uh, please don't be shy to use the raise hand option. So um, we've got the exterior here of the Borg and uh, because we have our Borg with us, I went and got some pictures on the ship. I was allowed on in a covert mission, I guess you'd say, and I was able to infiltrate and get some uh, Covert shots here of inside the Borg oh, ship. The Borg cube, um, yeah. You're lucky you didn't cube, get yeah. assimilated. Very lucky. Well, you, yes, I, 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 I consider myself very lucky. Uh, so tell me, um, who, who builds all these worlds? Is this one of your worlds as well? And get assets from this outside? Is, you. This is one of mine. When I first came into Alt Space, I have to say. Um, there are so many wonderful builders in here. Daisy Shaw has her world tours. She did one of people who just use the assets that we already had that, you know, people who didn't know how to use the 3D modeling or Unity. So, for example, the Borg Cube is made out of photographs that I enlarged for the walls. And all of the things in the cube, except for the Borg drones that were built and brought in somebody else by Warloga. Everything else is in the all space kits and the green lighting is what gives it the look of a real ship inside. And we were mm. able to put in one of those little media players that when you enter, it says, we are the Borg, you will be assimilated. So we try to use mm. sound and light and motion mm. and objects to 
create that feeling that you're really in a Star Trek world. Yeah. Uh, and it, it really does work, especially I know when you go to the Star Trek hub, which is where we you can teleport to all of your different worlds, you've got the sort of the music playing and it really makes you feel like you're you're maybe becoming a part of a crew and you're going on a mission and stuff like that. Yeah. So it really does it really does add to it to everything. Yeah. Uh, we want to give everybody uh, and, a real Star Trek experience. Absolutely. And and you do a, a really great job of that. Um uh, have you yeah. been uh, assimilated at any point and, and uh, found your way back to the USS Valkyrie or I, I, okay have, I have gotten lost in the cube, but <laughs> fortunately I was able to find co-shipmates co and they were able to rescue me. So she's green once. because she's from Orion. So they're green. So that's why I, she's I not see. green because she's a Borg. That's Perfect. correct. Good to know. Um, cool. Okay, so let's uh, move along. I think you've got we've got another interior of the ship here. This is something it's hard to tell what this is uh, just being the slide here. But I was so impressed by you go into the elevator inside the USS Valkyrie, and the buttons of the elevator are actually the portals that will take you to the other worlds, and those are other parts of the ship. And I thought that was such a clever way to make a really quite a big ship uh, and integrate it into a, an immersive way. And those buttons took forever to line up. They're still not lined yeah. up. And every time I go in there, I have to line them up again. <laughs> but yeah, it's a turbo lift. And we want you to go in the turbo lift and go to sick bay, go to the mess hall, go to hydroponics. That was, yeah, but that's a door. That's just a picture of a door. Oh, I see. You do have the buttons on the side. I'm sorry. I didn't see that. Yeah. There you go. And. And of course, you could, you know, just for those out there who, who wonder why we, you do it like that, you can't, you don't have enough um, world uh, space to be able to do right. all of those within yeah. one uh, area. Yeah. It would be too heavy and it would start glitching. So you need to separate it out into separate worlds. Um, so it's a great uh, workaround for that uh, problem. Yeah. And we do have a few ships. What uh, what I did was, I mean, I cheated and I just got Warloga, our shipbuilder, to make the ship in different colors. So basically the carpeting, the chairs, we got red, blue, purple, green, gold. So we say we have a fleet of ships. It's really all the same model, but it's fun to pretend. Mm -hmm. And I can assign ships to different groups of people if they want to role play and give them just permission just themselves to go on that ship or to build like smurf was doing such a wonderful job i gave him his own engineering section and um he's our crewman of the month that's another thing we do is we feature one of our crew every month and he's got all of his stuff that he's built in there from cardassian voles to he has an andorian antenna and ferengi ears and Wow. Uh, what was it, a Bunsen burner? I love the Bunsen burner. It's like, oh my goodness. He's a wonderful builder. Yeah. And don't forget the bottles of Tang. The Tang. Oh. Yes. Right. You're, yes. You're getting ahead of me. You're getting ahead of me. I'm getting there. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be getting to the Tang. Yes. Um, drink. Um, by the way, hello, Rebecca Evans, who was on this stage not too long ago. We're happy that she is able to make it to uh, uh, maybe another Trekkie in the making here. Um, all right. So uh, let's keep going here. So planets. You've got a lot of planets that you can do uh, missions on and you can go and explore. Um, and so I think that this might be your home planet, uh, Ambassador Wookiee Bacon. Is that <gasps> That's correct? That's my home. That's Vulcan. Yeah, I miss it. I go, I go back every once in a while to 
regenerate my logic. Yeah, that's Vulcan. And that's one of the old style shuttles we have on display. But we also have a, um, a Vulcan ship that we just got recently. Oh, we also have the Orville. For any Orville fans out there, mm. had to have the Orville. Because as far as I'm concerned, Orville is part of the Star Trek universe. Mm. If you've all See, well, that's good to know from, it, a, from a true Trekkie. I was I was on the fence. I'm like, does this is this like a oh, ripoff no. or does this count? It's not not only that, but he Jonathan Fox has directed and Marina Sirtis and uh, what's his name who played the Doctor. A lot of them have been in it. Mm. So yeah, mm. it's very Star Trek, and he's a huge Star Trek fan. So we're good with whatever Seth MacFarlane does. So we had to have sure. the Orville. Yeah. Well, you've heard it from the ambassador herself. That's got to count for something. Um, how any other planets, Coolbaugh, they are your favorites besides uh, Vulcan here? Do you have uh, any personal favorites or ones that you love to explore? Well, of course, Orion, because that's my um, home world. Okay. And that was built just using the shapes, geometric shapes. Mm -hmm. But I also like for Ranganar, um, I love, uh, the weather's a little damp, but I love going through all the different buildings. That's probably mm -hmm. one of my favorites. And we watch um, some archive footage on, I forget the name of the planet where Kirk, Kirk died, Captain Kirk. Viridian 3, yes. When we mm. land there, you land right at Admiral Kirk's grave. He died yeah. in Star Trek Generations. And I, I put the video screen for our watch parties in that world because it's just so much fun to watch that movie and be on that planet. So... But we can put a movie screen up anywhere, and we've we've done videos in all different worlds. Wherever people want to do videos, we just they make it easy in all places to just put up one of those media players, which is nice. Uh, and Beta Z, so you... very beautiful. Yeah, Beta Z. We had our um, first contact day celebration. Mm -hmm. Every year we celebrate first contact day, which is when Zephram Cochran flew his ship and the Vulcans made first contact with Earth and we joined the, mm. that was the beginning of the Federation. Mm. We celebrate that. Okay. Nice. So I believe we're going to try to get this episode out uh, on Star Trek Day. Do you guys have anything planned for Star Trek Day? You know, Paramount. Every day Star Trek Day for you guys. Every day is. Yeah. <laughs> They're supposed to be broadcasting something. So if it's something that's, what do they call it? Free range, open source, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. you're allowed to do. I will do an event as long as it's not something that the admins are going to come in and shut down because it's copyright. You know, it has to be something that's allowed. And we stick to that because I'm a true believer that copyrighted material should not used without permission i was actually visited by cbs paramount when i had the star trek museum and i thought they were oh. going to come in and shut us down and they were like we love what you've done here just don't make any money off of it and i was like okay no problem right <laughs> so yeah as we're uh i'm curious you know as we're talking about this you know i i i wonder what is it about um star trek more than anything else that that uh Gets people so active and gets people so involved in creating these worlds. I mean, Star Wars is really, really popular, but you don't see 50 world Star Wars group in alt space or the metaverse. What is it about Star Trek that gets people to come back and want to be involved all the time? I, I think it's the uh, the ideals of Star Trek and the Federation. 
Um, it excites us, it inspires us. They say there's no borders. Science and technology is going to help people. It's going to advance life and make it better. It's like radical acceptance of others. It's supporting others and accomplishing their goals, not your own. So it's all this stuff, it's all this positive vision of the future, our present, that gets us excited and we want to create, recreate it. And it's our role from, model. From the very first episodes, Gene Roddenberry's vision was to to create a better world, you know, better future. And Star Trek's known for having, you know, one of a, a black woman on the bridge of a starship. And when Nichelle Nichols, who passed away recently, when she was going to quit the show after the first year, Dr. Martin Luther King took her aside and said, hey. "My dear, you may not leave. You are the most important person." on TV right now for us. And Whoopi Goldberg always tells the story that uh, when she first saw the first episode, she went running into the kitchen and said, Mama, there's a black lady on TV and she ain't no maid. I'm just telling it the way she tells it every time. Wow. And mm -hmm. it meant something. And then they had, it wasn't just racial stuff. They Star Trek, um, The Undiscovered Country, was a parable for the Cold War between Russia and the United States. Star Trek has meaning. Every episode mm. has, it's like a little morality tale. Mm. And as far as George Lucas, George Lucas does not let people use his copyright stuff, period. Yeah, right. Star Trek, Paramount and CBS have been wonderful. They love the fans and they have always encouraged the fans. And so they, you know, people don't have to worry they're going to come in and shut you down unless you're doing something against their copyright, which is, it's really great of them. It's the only franchise mm -hmm. that I know of that does that. Makes sense. I, I do love, love that you're talking about the, the parables. It's really true. I, you know, I've been, I, I'm a, I would say I'm a, I'm a mediocre, uh, uh, I'm not as a super fan. I haven't, I don't know all the details. I do know quite a bit though, in terms of uh, next generation and the original series and things like that. And going, I, I just went through this whole binge again, where I went through the top 20 episodes of the next generation and man, they are so good. Doesn't matter the some of the the meanings underneath and the way that they uh, dramatize mm -hmm. the parables that they're trying to uh, illustrate it is so great and and uh, it's it, it it holds through the test of time I, I think. Before we continue, here is a little word from our sponsor. Dates VR hosts speed dating events in virtual reality. It was created after two of the three founders met in the metaverse and are currently planning their wedding. Now they want you to have the same opportunity to find love. All you need to do is enter one of their events by getting the Altspace app. You don't even need a virtual reality headset. You can access it from your Mac or PC, and it's free. Search Dates VR on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook for a schedule of their events, and give yourself a chance to find your happily ever after with Dates VR. Okay, now back to the show. Uh, it looks like C Captain Bruce. Captain. Howdy, howdy. Now, I like the stories really tug at your heart. heart. Stories like uh, Sitting on the Edge of Forever, where Kirk falls in love with Edith Keeler or realizes to save future, he has to let him die. The ending of it is classic when Spock goes, I guess she knows, he knows what he did. If you know the story, you know what happened at the end of the uh, show. I think it's the first time you ever heard on TV 
when Kirk says, let's get the hell out of here. You never hear the word hell on it. And stories like that, even on stories like on Space Nine, the first season, is an episode called Duet, where uh, Kira eats a Cardassian that she believes is a hated Cardassian who murdered thousands of people. Turns out that he actually altered himself to become this person to make his voice is heal breaking up. the rift. Sorry? Was his voice breaking up? I just... It's okay for me. Just no. me. Okay, good. It's okay. Oh, so okay. if you know the story, the end of it, you know, she first hates this person. She personally would love to kill him. And at the end, when he does die by another person, she says, why did he kill him? He wasn't that way. Because he's a Kardashian. He deserves to die. And she goes, no. He doesn't deserve to die. It's kind of, Those kind of stories that you can only see in Star Trek. Because like uh, Roddenberry's original version was he did a lot of storylines that wasn't in outer space. You couldn't get away with it. There's, uh, I can't remember the episode was with Frank Orshin where he's going after one guy who's black on one side of the face and white on the other side of the face, and he's the opposite. That's you know, showing the race riots, whatever. And if it wasn't taking place in outer space in the future, they could do a story like that on television. And Roddenberry really pushed the envelope when it came to trying to tell stories that there really you couldn't tell it and even like the infamous first kiss between a black woman and kirk michelle nichols and william shatner so they purposely screwed up multiple takes so they had to use that first kiss and even though some people say it's not the i mean i'm just pointing out it's really visionary Roddenberry had a vision of the future and he was a good storyteller it not only shaped well, our futures, I think, and how we look at the world. But I have met so many scientists and even a couple of astronauts who told me that I went into this because of Star Trek. That was why. And we even had a display at the museum of all the technology that came out of Star Trek. And remember the old big boxy computer monitors? Why, why did they look like that? I saw it on Star Trek. So I mm. built it like that. Same thing with the flip phone. I saw it on Star Trek. Hey. Um, hey. So many scientists, especially everybody at NASA, was like, yeah, I, I became an astrophysicist because of Star Trek. Inspired a, inspired a whole generation. Well, if anyone else has any thoughts, uh, please, anytime, use the raise hand option and... Uh, We'll call on you. In the meantime, what a perfect segue from peace and love and happiness, the weapons of Star Trek. <laughs> and we get to have <laughs> this cool thing. Uh-oh. How cool is that? Oh, watch, watch out. It's a little that. dangerous. That is a batleth. That's the Klingon weapon of choice. And if you'll notice, that blade exactly fits around an avatar's neck, as Captain <laughs> Bruce so well knows, right? One of Bruce's favorite weapons. We have phasers. Uh, we have rifles. We have we have a lot of things that are not here. They're all on our ship. If anybody comes to visit, you'll see all the toys we play with. We have tricorders and hypo sprays and what else do we have? All kinds of neat triples. things. But we have triples. Yeah, that's and triples. Both, that's that's yeah. dangerous if you have a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. So. 
Do you ever have tournaments with these to see who's the uh, the greatest warrior on the crew? Do you have any? Uh, you're uh, uh, Ambassador Wookie Picard. So there's is there any Klingons on your ship? Mm -hmm. uh, we have we had a Klingon chief of security, but you know the underground tells us that he's now joined Section Thirty One. We're not supposed to talk about him anymore because mm -hmm. Section Thirty One is the very top secret organization that may or may not have anything to do with Starfleet. We don't know, but he was a Klingon. I don't think we have uh, any my Klingons. No, uh, Lieutenant. No, Dennis, my assistant. He's he converted to Vulcan. Converted. I don't know if you can he actually said do it. He said he's going to talk to you about that. Uh, yeah. yeah. He had more of a Vulcan personality. He was more logical <laughs> than uh, emotional, I think. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have tournaments with people uh, 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 testing yeah, out their we skills? Even, we have a holodeck program. We have a whole holodeck world with a bunch of batliths and Vulcan Lirpas and other things. And it's specifically set up for people to have fights. So, yeah, we nice. do. Oh. I imagine it maybe as you as a Vulcan when uh, Spock to uh during his time when he had to i guess claim a, a wife or something he had to go and have a battle yeah. that uh yes, and one of the weapons that he used was a lirpa and we do have those yes wow amazing yes spock oh. was most well known for doing his mind meld actually if i go if i do this oh i can't i have you have the bubble on i can't see my hand i was gonna mind melt <laughs> you let me see if I <laughs> to you your thoughts, and then I, I know everything you're thinking. And I am thing. now assimilated by the Vulcan. And that Vulcan nerve pinch. Uh, not quite. No, <laughs> just know all your secrets, that's all. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, you guys talked about earlier something that I, I saw was uh, hitting throughout your universe, which is these strange shipments tanks. So this sort of involved with uh, all these missions that you guys go on. So tell us a little bit about this, uh, the Tang conundrum. It seems to be plaguing your worlds right now. I, I know nothing about Tang. <laughs> I know, I think, who who here wants to talk about the Tang incident? Hope, um, was it you um, Smurf who found it originally? Smurf. Nope. No, it's not talking about it. found a... Uh, a container, a crate of Tang, and we weren't sure what it was. You know, if it was rocket propellant, I think, um, was it Lola Nurse who identified it as being a, a drink of astronauts from the 20th century? But that floored me. I really thought it was rocket propellant. So we did some I analysis. It was Cardassian vole poison is what I thought, because we were infested we with Cardassian voles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then we found crates of it in Lolo Nurse's uh, shuttle bay. So I'm not sure if that was contraband. I'm not sure what's gonna. Yeah, she's hiding. See, but I yeah, think everyone told it. Every... Share that with the ship at least. Tang, the drink yeah. of Astra. Some of us are old enough to actually remember Tang. Remember We're not gonna Tang. say who. Yeah. Me. <laughs> 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 Call the hands There's a few. Look. There's a few. Harp is saying yes, yeah, so is uh, Beatrix and uh, Lola yeah. Nurse as well. Um, That's another uh, well, thing. I you know, hope... 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of us are older. Our group is mainly older professional people um, because that's the kind of people I think that Star Trek attracts. And many of us in this group are old enough to have seen that very first episode in 1966 and remember it. And we're proud of that. And I want people in, in VR should know we're not unusual. People meet us sometimes and we say how old we are. And they're like, oh, my goodness, who taught you how to use a headset? I'm like, I even invented this. What are you talking so about? But right. yeah, so so that's why I have the gray hair on purpose because I'm representing, you know, the old people. Absolutely. Well, it's 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 the wisdom that an ambassador requires for this great uh, galactic job that you've got. So, uh, well, I hope <laughs> hope that you do solve the great tang conundrum. Um, it sounds like some people aren't talking, but they have more information than they're letting on. So, hopefully, you get it out of them. Oh, there's um, the tang. Okay. I see. Yeah. Ah. Um, oh, we've got here the. Uh, Science Fair, which was completely incredible. Tell us a little bit about how this came about and people had uh, did sort of, um, I guess, projects. Uh, this was a uh, Lieutenant Smurf's project, it looks like. Tell us how this came mm -hmm. about and, and maybe Lieutenant Smurf wants to talk about his inspiration for doing the tractor beam. Okay, well, I don't think he wants to talk. Okay. I, I, uh, talk? As head of science, I decided I would like to um, have a Science Fair, it was not um, was not setting precedent. This has been done on other starships. So I put out the call, and it was ship-wide, so it wasn't just limited to the science department. And I had tremendous response, as you well saw. Um, I love Smurfs. I believe his was um, actually inspired by um, something Leslie Crusher had done to, uh, that turned out to save his ship. He was inspired by that. But we also wow. had uh, um, an explanation of Flatland. We had um, a surprising coming from a nurse um, that, uh, is it these are, these are fish or something? Uh, so we, um, uh, and bees, bees, have been, bees have been officially classified as fish in California as a, an environmental protection uh deal yeah that was cool wow. i didn't he know had that. your had your dna um my it was a collection of real science and some maybe less neuroscience oh and these behind that. me i can see the tomatoes that were yeah, grown in the soils the nutrients of different planets and um they did they did very well on on Vulcan because Vulcan is so hot and dry, but Vulcans don't care about how things taste, so it made no difference to them. And mm -hmm. um, the Klingon like tomatoes. Had... Hmm? Go ahead, Klingon tomatoes. Did those turn out? Well, the, the tomatoes grown on the Klingon planet didn't do well because there was so much blood in the soil, apparently. <laughs> and uh, the, the the tomatoes that were uh, grown with Borg nutrients really fared very poorly. Um, they just... They don't they, have many nutrients on no. work. <laughs> Lots of... It, it wasn't good. <laughs> it, no. it was definitely a very fun event. Um, and 
as a ship, we, we do a lot of fun things. We have had contests for photos, for crafts. Uh, we've got a newsletter that highlights a lot of things. We have a photo journal. It's a lot to keep us involved and interested. Absolutely. Well, again, it just, I just, when I saw this exhibit, I was like, wow, the commitment that you guys uh, have to, to getting, to going, for example, Ambassador Wookie, going to Vulcan, Earth, and work uh, planets and get, and testing out the soils and, you know, try bringing tomatoes and letting them grow. I mean, that, the, it's such a great uh, commitment. That was quite and, uh, a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a scientist first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, what that leads to, I think, is uh, is what you were talking about before, which is uh, that I love that you spotlight members of the crew. And we have uh, here the crewman of the month, who is Lieutenant Commander Smurf, the chief engineer. And uh, I just think that that's so cool. And when you go around the engineering station, it shows his real life. It shows him on avatar form and lets us know a little bit about the person behind the avatar. Uh, and so I thought that was really cool. And Lieutenant Smurf, it was really uh, great to learn a little bit about you by touring through the, the world there. We did one for um, Lolo Nurse recently also where she had photos from her real life, from her um, her gardening and her and her family and her pets. And yeah, we get to know each other in real in real life mm -hmm. that way. Yeah, of it, course, it, 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 here, she doesn't have a real life. She doesn't know what she's from Orion. She's right. actually from Orion. You'll notice I mean, I asked that her when... for a real photo, and the photo she sent me, she the whole family had green skin. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're you're not saying you're just you're purely an avatar. You're saying you have an avatar and a meat space body, but your meat space body is also from Orion. Exactly. I just, um, I, I assume this is um, our holodeck, and since the rest of you chose to use avatars, I did too. <laughs> but yes, I'm from, I'm in Orion. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, anyone else want to mention where they're from or uh, who's behind the avatar? Uh, we're coming up on the, your last chances here. Uh, so I'd love to end this uh, interview talking about the future. Uh, you guys are clearly living in the future, um, but we like to sort of, you know, first of all, talk about, you know, I, I'm curious, Ambassador Wookie, your perspective, because you've been involved in virtual worlds since uh, before virtual reality with uh, Second Life. So how have you seen it uh, grow and expand? And do you think it's improved uh, in the sense that it's becoming more immersive? Or do you think actually, you know, in Second Life, the community was even more powerful? How do you look at uh, where we are right now? You in know, virtual I, I, it's hard. It's, it's very hard to compare the two. We called that virtual reality. So when I tell people about Second Life, they go, that's not VR. I'm like, yeah, it was. It was virtual worlds. And to me, it felt exactly the same. Even though I can turn around here and it's 3D, I felt the same about my avatar and my projects in there. And you can do a lot more on a computer because of the power of a computer than you can on a headset. Someday, we will be able to do everything in here that you can do in Second Life and other PC-based games. Right now, we are limited, but of course, this is the metaverse. This is where it's all headed. Um, 
I forgot the question. Because you know why? I always say I'm old, but not for a Vulcan. But I have Bendai syndrome, which anybody who knows Vulcans knows it makes them a little loopy. So I do forget things. I forgot the question. Right. Question it Something was just about the future. Um, <laughs> Yeah, right. The question was how have you seen uh, uh virtuality grow and do you think we're going oh, in the right, right direction? Becoming I'm more immersive? Surprised. Yeah, it's becoming more immersive and every day there's new things in here. But I'm surprised it hasn't taken off more. Maybe we got that big COVID boost, you know, mm. with everybody was sitting at home and they got their headsets and we, everybody was in here. There's been a real drop off in attendance in all space. And I think it is partly because of the COVID restrictions being lifted and the weather is nice. I'm sort of hoping, not that everybody gets sick again, but when the cold <laughs> weather comes, that maybe more people will be here and join us and we're, you know, I, I keep trying to get more people in the group because um, I want Star Trek to be in the metaverse. If anything belongs in the metaverse, it is Star Trek. It's the ideals of Star Trek and the stories of Star Trek. And we are its keepers. Mm. You know, there's always a new Star Trek series coming out. Right now, there's like four new series airing all at the same time. It's still going since 1966. And it's our responsibility to represent it appropriately. Yeah. So that's that's what I hope for in the future, that Star Trek will become bigger, the metaverse will become bigger, that our group will continue. Yeah. Maybe we'll get starships where we can have all the rooms in one place and actually fly. There you go. <laughs> um, cool. Kuba, anything to add there? Is no, she, but uh... I know... My own personal life, I have trouble convincing people they should get into these holodecks, try out these programs. Mm -hmm. And some of it, I think it's physical. They get busy. I think that kind of stuff has to be worked out. So it's comfortable and everyone can just hop in and have a good experience to shorten the learning curve so that people can get in and be immersive right away. Because I... I, I I'm in here all the time, and I can't even fathom why these people are saying no to me. So right. Thankfully, I found all these people. So I have, I have people to hang out with here in the holodeck. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, well, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, so that's sort of uh, what we will be for reality. Let's have your future. Are you expanding your worlds? Are you expanding your missions? Or do you have enough to work with already and you're just continuing on? Or is it constantly changing? It's, it's constantly changing. I was hoping with the new series, Strange New Worlds, that they would give me some strange new worlds that I'd want to build. But I haven't hmm. really seen anything yet. Um, and there's also a limitation of how many teleporters you can put in a hub, for example. So I'd like to see all that expanded upon. Um, future plans, you know, we just we try to keep active the people who we have. We want to keep everybody active. That's why we do the training missions, the away missions, the R&R. &R. Um, we try to find worlds. We explore. And if we find something cool, we're like, oh, let's make this. An away mission and Smurf does training missions, you know, worlds where people can go and learn stuff. 
and take photos and pretend they're doing things. And we try to find educational worlds and fun worlds. So we depend on the old space community at large to provide us with places for our missions. Now, one of our fun, most fun missions we ever had is a whole bunch of us went in uniform to a supermarket here. And it was hilarious. We were pretending we were a Starfleet crew that beamed down to a supermarket. What could be more fun? But we need, we do rely on the alt space community to, to, to have more, more worlds or things for us right. to, to go to together. Right. Well, last question is, what is the best Star Trek series? Start with, with you, Ambassador. I refuse to answer that question. I've been asked it at least a hundred thousand times, and it <laughs> depends on my mood. I've I've watched all of them probably twenty or more times straight through, and all the movies oh. because, of course, every time they're on TV, you are morally obligated as a Trekkie to watch it. That's why <laughs> before I came in here, I was watching a Trek movie on TV. Um, oh. What was the question? Again, she was favorite series. I could, oh, you could pretend series. you didn't remember. I have none. It's an, unlike in the Big Bang Theory, where uh, Sheldon makes that a requirement for Leonard to say who's the best captain and the best series. And what was his answer? It was best captain. Was was it Kirk and TOS or vice versa? I can't remember. But you know, you get in trouble no matter what you say. I do love Captain sure. Janeway. You got to love a, a lady captain. Come on. In fact, our group, most of our chiefs are female. It's in, just interesting. We'll, about, we'll take uh, ask you, Coolball, the same question, and then we'll uh, uh, something from Lola Nurse. But uh, Coolball, what would you say if 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 you were held at whatever that weapon is called, uh, and you were forced to give an answer, <laughs> what would you give? Oh, you wouldn't have to force me. I can't wait to tell you the original series, of course. Um, okay. Mr. Spock, I, you know, I go back, you know, you always hear them making fun of Kirk and his overacting. When you go back to those stories, though, he's perfect for that role. And yeah. he, he really adds a lot to the storytelling there. But the original series and a close second is becoming Strange New Worlds. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, I, you're not the first person to say that, so I'll have to check it out. Um, cool. Okay, Lola Nurse, I don't know if you're going to answer this or something else. Okay. Mine is the original series for many of the same reasons as Cool Boss said. And because I was there from the beginning. It... It's not. I think I've watched that one more than any of the others straight through. Wow. And the Orville, you know, my one of my favorite Star Trek series is the Orville. I gotta say, wow. it's true. Wow. Great. Anyone else want to throw uh, throw out their opinion? Go ahead, Lola. I just wanted to add something. I tried raising my hand before, but I guess it didn't work when we were talking about what we do. I think one of the things that we do that's very meaningful within alt space in the metaverse is that as a as a group in uniform we attend things like the pride events and the celebrations of native american uh festivals and and memorials and um 
just all kinds of different things. We go we, and, we, and we are there to support in all kinds of other situations where people just need love and support and understanding. We're spreading the, the manifesto of the Star Trek world into the metaverse. Yes. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lois. Uh, Kaijudo, something to add. Kaijudo. Yeah, my uh, my favorite series is definitely uh, Space Nine and uh, The Next Generation. I love The Next Generation just because it's one of the few series that actually had great finale. Like usually you watch these shows, you invest in these shows, they get to the last episode and you're like, but I waste I wasted my time with this. But like with uh the next generation, that was just a perfect way that they ended it and I just love everything about Q and just uh, it was just a great uh finale for me. It was it was uh, actually better than the first generation movie in my opinion. <laughs> that should have been the movie. Right, right. Oh, thank you, Kajudo. Anyone else? Last chances. I'm going to throw mine out here. You know, I, I have a feeling it, 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 it comes down to when you were uh, growing up and whatever you grew up with is going to be your favorite because I do feel like the next generation for me is the one that I would go back to. My favorite episode of all time is The Inner Light, maybe because we're so involved in the simulation here, but that episode just really uh, blew my mind and um, still think about it to this day. And if Did I had a quest to... for any world you would build, it would be the world of your light, which I think is called Catan. I <laughs> thought of building it, but I didn't. I built, but I built Vashti. And did you notice the music from the inner light is in there when you go in? My headset power is low. In case I blink out, I just got to notice. Okay, well, we're, we're done here. Pretty much, unless anyone else has any other thoughts. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to join your crew or join a mission or anything? Um, you can send me or any of the crew requests. We are on the Discord so Send a request to my, my name on there, which if I tell you now, you're not going to be able to write it down. Friend me here. Um, go to our recruitment center. There's a, there's a teleporter in every one of our Star Trek worlds. And in the recruitment center is my Discord ID. Um, what about the people yeah, who first... are listening on YouTube? What about the people on YouTube oh, who are I'm listening so, to the podcast? I forgot about those people. Hello, people. Uh, um, yeah, Wookie Picard, number 6882 on the Discord server. Or um, in here, if you are in alt space, it's Wookie Cat, spelled just like it sounds, or Wookie Cat. That was my cat's name. Seven seven seven. Wookie Cat seven 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 is my ID in here. So that's how you would find me. And if when you come in here in the main campground, there's a teleporter on one of the boards. They have all the popular worlds. Our hub is on there. So if anybody really needs to find us, go to the hub, and all our information is at the hub. If you're in alt space. Great. Anything to add? Anything, Kubak? How can they get in touch with you? Same, ma same manner. Um, same manner. I'm uh, Kulpa. Actually, I don't know my number. Send me a friend request. Just come <laughs> to the recruitment center. Come to Orion. One of us will be around, so you can say, you know, you're interested yeah. in joining. 
And yeah, also, yeah. every Tuesday, we have a party called Trekking Tuesday. It's Thanks at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and the public's welcome. And we have our Borgs uh, serving donuts. There's drinks. There's a, a, a game for, where you can stack we only, serve, we only serve Synthahol, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> you see me, I'll get you the good stuff. And we even have some cool. weapons you can practice with if you get too drunk. <laughs> right, and there's a in a dart borg, right? Yes. I think there's a there's a dart borg in there. So if you want to take shots at the borg, your chance. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for thank you for making me an honorary member today. I've got my badge, thank I've got my you. uniform. I feel like a true uh, USS Valkyrie uh, crew thank member. You. Yeah, yes, and thanks for inviting thank so us, and I hope to see you on Tuesday. Yes, absolutely. Now the that next you're in the crew, Tuesday. we expect you to be there and live long and prosper. Long and prosper. Thank you. And don't go anywhere, anyone. We're going to get everyone up here for a uh, final picture. Uh, but uh, just want to say thank you again. And thank you, everybody, for teleporting into this world cast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation. Remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation at Simnation VR in our Discord server. Join us next time for the founder and director of Alien Rescue, which is a movie in VR with real actors in which you are the star. And actually, John Android, myself, and Futurosity will be the stars this weekend. And anyone who wants to join, just be, you have to be on the NEOS platform and uh, reach out to me and we will uh, get you on our crew as we go through that movie. Until then, plugged, my friends.